everybody. Here we are with episode three of Member When with Dean and Austin. And uh, this week's episode is going to be something we both know pretty well, and that's the original Xbox. And uh, the original Xbox was interesting because it was the first, you know, new console that came out in quite a while as far as like a new company doing it and especially an american company doing it so that was kind of a weird thing for us to see at the time and i think everybody was really excited for it kind of looked weird at the start you know it was a pretty big console uh what stood out to you about the xbox like before you actually went out and bought one austin well it had a lot better graphics well no i shouldn't say a lot better but at the time the graphics when it was coming out well it also came out quite a while after the playstation two right no uh, a yeah. year it was a year yeah it was like a year later so they had like they did have a lot more time to you know tweak crap but when it came out i remember it had real like it was one of the better graphics like i remember the big deal for me was i remember like the darks i found like the darks on the xbox were a lot like they were a lot darker if that makes sense like it was just like yeah it does like the shadows looked better the main difference i've always found between xbox and playstation is like i found playstation had better brights like the colors were much more vibrant and I just found Xbox was darker, but like the shadowing for me was better. Like going through a tunnel when you took out your, I don't know, like it wasn't just, it just looked a lot better to me at the time. Now I feel they're both pretty close, but yeah, that was what stood out for me. I found the graphics were, at least for that, like the darks were a lot better. And I liked that. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I thought that uh, it it was kind of cool coming from Microsoft because like everybody knew Microsoft. Microsoft was a huge company And, like, before it came out, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool because it looks all futuristically, and it kind of had a cool name to me, like the Xbox to me. I don't know. seems like a really basic name, but it, like, it's stuck for so many years. Like, they've gone with that brand, and I think, you know, it really, it just, it looked like the future to me. And it was coming out with, like, you know, an Ethernet port at a time when, you know, no console connected to the Internet, so I don't think, well except the Dreamcast, but that was kind of like dial-up at first. And then they came out with a broadband later, but uh, it wasn't kind of the same as the Xbox was. Like, they were starting to, like, create this infrastructure for online before anybody else even came into it. Well, I think that was Xbox, Microsoft's plan the whole time, really. They wanted to bring... I think it was a slow trying, not saying it, it worked necessarily, but it was a slow process trying to take over, bring consoles and computers and everything together. It started very slow, like you said, with the connecting to the internet to play games. Now it's everything. You, your Xbox, like an Xbox One is not as good, but it's basically a, like a crappy computer. <laughs> it can play games. It can connect to the internet. You can download music onto it. You can play movies on it. You can do everything you need on there. Just not as, you know, can't tweak it as much as a computer. But I think it was just like a slow takeover for like to bring it to just to bring the console world into the, the PC world so they could just own everything. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Um, I don't think it was just thrown together. I think that was well thought out and that, that was the plan the whole time. Did you um, know anything about it? Like before you like, I think you got it for Christmas, right? Yes, that was the first console that was purely mine. Every other when we got the, the you know, the Nintendo's the N64, the you know, that's the first Sony was all of ours. That was the first system that was I got that was mine. It was a big deal. Did you want that one or were you like kind of like in the middle between like PS2 and Xbox? 
No, I had played it a bit because remember Keith had it. Keith was the first of us to get it. And I got it like two months. He got it like when it first came out. And then I think I, yeah, I got it for Christmas, like two or three months after it came out. But Keith had it. And I just remember we went there. I loved it. I just found, I don't know why. They're basically like in the long run, both states systems to me are fairly similar. And they always have been. But I just always liked Xbox better. Maybe for me, because like I said, it was one of my, the first system that was my system. Like it was, I, I there were my games with my system. They were all my controllers. I didn't just get, you know, one because my brother split it. <laughs> So maybe that's what it is for me, because really I do. If you look, step back and look at them. They're very, they're the same thing. Just I don't know. They're very similar. But yeah, I don't know. I guess Keith had it, and that was I just remember the games for it. I Halo being the big one that we loved playing on it, and I it just seemed like it was. You know, it it seemed more like it was also at then, not so much now, but then it was more of a like it had the four ports for the controllers. Where I'm pretty sure the PlayStation didn't only have like two, and you had to get an extender to go past that. Like, yeah, and I mean, like, if you wanted to go to 8 with uh, PST, you could actually hook up that too, but no games really supported that, so, like, it was like a $40 add-on for PST to get to four controllers. Yeah, whereas you, on the Xbox, it had the four ports. Now, the controllers were really bulky, but it was just, I don't know, it was, uh, I just thought, I think that was kind of a cool, it was a lot easier, it was cool, it was a lot easier to be able to play, uh, like, all of us, when we have all our buddies together and we play a Halo night or they not that so playstation didn't necessarily have games like that but i feel like halo just really kind of was the star of that genre of like the it's not the first one ever and it's not the best one ever even it's just one of the most notable when you think of like a multiplayer shooting game it's like well james bond had that with the, the golden eye and stuff like that but it was just an evolved much better version and i, I yeah, don't know, it, niche of that i think like the main thing that stood out to me about xbox was like it felt like a piece of technology like you lifted that thing it was like 10 pounds it was heavy yeah it was heavy and out of the top like even like the fan on it i remember like the fan on the xbox just blew so much air out the back like it felt like a real piece of technology it was built to last like i don't remember too many of those xboxes having much of a failure no, mine actually to this day, I think it still works. The fan is loud as crap, but I have mine in a closet, and if I plug it in, it still works like just fine. Yeah, I have one too, and it works great. And I mean, it's my preferred console for that generation of games. But the controller, the Duke, you remember how big that thing was? Oh my God, it was huge. My hands could barely hold it. I remember, like, especially, and it had the vibration, and I remember just like, oh, it killed your hands. Like, yeah. Was- a brick in your hands it was the oddest design <laughs> it was a huge control i remember like i was the only one that could use it because my hands were bigger everybody else like if they had to use that it would be like a competitive disadvantage because they couldn't reach the buttons properly but the thing is you got used to it so like when i would go from playing it on my system to go hang out with you and play on your playstation the controller i just always remember thinking these controllers are so damn dinky but it's just like <laughs> used to that giant brick in my hand they're like oh here we go like it was huge and really it didn't make sense because it had the same amount of buttons so i don't really understand why they need to make such a giant controller but whatever the xbox did actually have a couple different buttons with the um the white button and the black button but those were really weird out of place buttons to me i'm glad they kind of got rid of those and uh the controllers actually had those breakaway cables which i thought was one of the best ideas that any thing ever had 
if you tore it out of the console, it didn't come out of the console. It just broke away. Well, disconnect about two thirds up. Yeah. So you didn't tear your console off the wall or whatever, wherever it was off the shelf. So I thought yeah. that was really cool. PlayStation never had that. And I always like, you know, pulled my PlayStation down every once in a while, especially like if I got mad or something. I was like, ah, need <laughs> tear the whole thing and it fall over or whatever. But uh, Xbox was also like the first console with a built in hard drive. PS2 yeah. had a hard drive that you could get, but I mean, maybe three games used it. So it was no point to using oh. it on a PS2. Then you still you could still get memory cards for it though because I remember on top of the Duke wasn't there two slots you could put like yeah you know? yeah there definitely was a memory card that you could use I don't know anybody that had a memory card I think Keith might have had one yeah Keith. I don't remember too many people using that I mean you would never go through the eight gigabytes that was the thing like it was so much space at the time for the saves the only way you were going through that is if you had like you know different like homebrew stuff on it like i remember my friend tad he used to have a xbox that had like different emulators on it you could play like snes games and stuff like that stuff if you crack the console like would take up space but if you're just playing games and you just have a little bit of music on there you'd never run out of space yeah couldn't you you could also rip your cds to it too can you you can make your own custom soundtracks for games that was like one of the first things you could or first systems where you could do that yeah, I remember playing a baseball game. I've ripped, like, uh, Green Day's American Idiot album on there. Every time I hit a home run, I'd, like, run around the bases to holiday. I was like, this is awesome! I did it with, was it Blinks? That was the one that came with the system. Blinks, you're a cat that can time travel or some crap. Yeah, I, I actually know. bought that I... game last year. I've never played it, but it looks good. It was an odd game. I don't know. I don't remember hating it. I don't remember loving it. But I know, I just remember, I never finished it. Let's just say that. <laughs> it was good but it wasn't good enough to play through I, for very long the point was i remember yeah like you said you i i put on i think i put acdc or something on mine at the time because my dad bought me that cd for whatever freaking reason and i loved it anyways and i remember playing that and just listening to the, the acdc back in black like over and over again weird soundtrack for the blinks game but <laughs> speaking of like uh the audio did you ever leave like an xbox on at night or something just on the menu screen? Uh, no, I always got yelled at, so I always made sure I shut everything. Well, at least the TV off, so I didn't get yelled at. <laughs> if you left it on in the dashboard, not anywhere else, in the dashboard, it would play public domain NASA Apollo mission transmissions really loud over the speakers. That's weird. Yeah. Um, Basically, I think they wanted to like just make it seem futuristic and everything, but it creeped people out, like especially back then, because nobody knew what they were. And I don't think you could really understand too much of what they were saying. It was just people over walkie-talkie or whatever, like oh, a radio. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, so it scared the crap out of a lot of people that were, you know, sleeping with their Xbox on or whatever. Like, you know, you just fall asleep on the dashboard. So I thought that was really funny. I never knew that. I don't think I've ever encountered that with my Xbox. I don't think I ever leave it on the dashboard. There's no real reason to. Yeah, I did. I always got yelled at if I left it on. You're wasting electricity! So I always had to shut it off when I was done. I do remember leaving it on, though, like, with like i said certain games because even though it had the hard drive there were still certain games that like didn't save necessarily where you were it would save your progress but you'd still have to you know i think there's still games like that today where you know you can beat it to a certain point and it'll save that you got to there 
but then it kicks you back to the beginning of the level or something or you know a certain checkpoint so i remember leaving yeah. it and it got super loud like there's a reason we called keith remember um, we called it the dump truck because that thing was freaking because that was one of the original <laughs> and that thing was freaking loud like you turn yeah. game have the tv at full blast because it was like and so i didn't leave it on too much because it, the, it was loud it would wake me up i'm a light sleeper <laughs> that that fan used to really go on the xbox i mean it's just like double the size of the ps2 so it's kind of weird to me like two ps2s could fit in an xbox i'm pretty sure oh yeah that the xbox was a giant clunk of freaking huge i don't know that they knew like what they were doing with that i think they rushed like that first console out a bit i only say that because it kind of seems like they just they threw everything together and then they fixed it as they went along like they brought out that secondary controller like the controller s that was more like the xbox 360 controller that we saw later but Something that Xbox kind of keeps doing, though, like even when the 360 came out and even the Xbox One now, how many times like PlayStation kind of followed suit after maybe because I don't feel like PlayStation, there was PlayStation, the original PlayStation, there was just PlayStation. There wasn't like PlayStation, then PlayStation S and PlayStation. There was a there was a smaller version of PS1. Was there? Oh, I thought that they I don't remember making a bunch. Whereas it was called a PS1, literally (laughs) P-S-O-N-E. Oh, okay. I don't remember yeah. that, but it, it's really small. Like 15 different versions of their system they put out too, which I mean, I do like it, but at the same time, it was like, I'm the type who now I have to have every version of the system. So I'm a moron who has to buy every version. Like I've had four Xbox ones because I have to buy, I keep buying the newer version of it. I'm a dummy, but <laughs> it works on people like me. Whereas I don't know, PlayStation, they have like PlayStation and then PlayStation Slim, but I don't think there's like 15 different versions of PlayStation out. Like, not really. They usually come out with one or two revisions. The PS3 had a couple of revisions where it was the slim and then the super slim. But I mean, they don't go crazy with them. But like even the original Xbox, they had some special editions like the crystal one that I had. That was the Fable crystal one. Yeah, I feel really bad for selling that one. That was, yeah, that would have been my favorite. That was that was my favorite game. That was such a cool system. Yeah, I sold it to a mod and I regret it every day. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But, I mean, I wasn't using the Xbox at that time. And, like, to me, like, at that time, I didn't have a lot of money to buy new games, so the Xbox was just kind of sitting there, and I, you know, already had a PS2 with a bunch of games. So it was kind of, I don't know. It was stupid, though. It was really stupid. But they had other uh, special editions, too. There's a Mountain Dew one that's really expensive if you can find it, because they only made... I want to say 2,000 of them, but it's like a lime green. It looks really ugly. I mean. Well, uh, and they, they've had that, I don't want to say contract, but haven't they been doing that with Mountain Dew for a while? Because I feel like there was a Mountain Dew, uh, like a special Xbox one you could get. I mean, they that... do things with Taco Bell. They do things with Mountain yeah. Dew all the time. Uh, they have like specific ones you can get just by eating there. It's got its own special design or whatever. Like they, uh, that was one thing they do do that's cool. That, that's, that's part of the whole like 15 different systems though, but like. They would put different looking, cooler versions of the system out. Like I, I like you said, I, I always, I love that crystal one you had, man. Yeah, was, it's really nice. I want to get another one, and I probably will get another one. But it's so cool. There was also a halo green one, which I've never seen. I think it's like a darker green. And yep. then there was a halo two icy blue edition just in Canada, 
which sounds freaking awesome, and I want to see that one, but I haven't seen that one. That's the only like special editions that I saw for the original Xbox in like our regions. Going back to the broadband like adapter in the back, the Ethernet port, Microsoft actually made the operating system for the Dreamcast. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. Yeah, if you look on a Dreamcast, on the front it says, you know, uh, Microsoft CE, I think. So they made like a special version of Microsoft CE, which was like for smaller devices. It wasn't like a full-blown operating system but it was for like different like little pdas and things like that as far as i remember and they kind of work with dreamcast on like the operating system for the whole system which was pretty you know normal like it wasn't a crazy operating system i think you could just look at the memory card and basically look at the game there wasn't anything to it but i think that's where microsoft kind of got the idea to kind of start doing their own project and I think at one point, like, they were going to try and get Sega on board with them a little bit, but I don't think that went very far. I've just read different things over the years about how, like, they were kind of, like, going it together a little bit after Sega went into, like, third-party development after they got rid of the Dreamcast after two years, which was also sad. Can't wait to do the Dreamcast episode. <laughs> but, um... So it's kind of interesting how, you know, Xbox kind of evolved from that a little bit because Microsoft dipped their feet into this and knew that they could create the software and they wanted to do their own hardware. I think Microsoft really wanted to take Sony down too, which is one of the things that uh, motivated them to kind of make this console, which I don't think is the same motivation these days, but Sony was a juggernaut back then, like... N64 wasn't really doing anything against the PS1. Like, it, it was a decent console, but it didn't sell nearly as well as the PS1 did. Well, the play, PlayStation 1 was such a jump forward from that the N64. Like, they used discs. and The weird thing about that, like, to me, about that era, just quickly, is that PS1 came out before N64, and N64 was far inferior. Well, I think Nintendo just played it safe, though, when they put it out. Like, they just, I don't know. I think they kind of thought they had they already had it right they didn't need to worry when you thought gaming you thought nintendo yeah not so much anymore but (laughs) it's just kind of crazy to see like somebody new come out like the xbox and like really capture like the market a little bit like they didn't sell nearly as many as ps2 did i'm not saying that i'm saying that like xbox came in and they made a name for themselves enough where they're still here today when like a lot of companies wouldn't even tried to take that risk no, it's still a pretty. There was still a pretty big computer, though. I was just gonna say, did you ever play the original Xbox Live? Like, did you ever have a live account? Because I never did. No, I never did because I couldn't afford it. <laughs> Same. I mean, it was at a time when I didn't have like money for a monthly fee or even a yearly fee. It was like sixty bucks a year still. From a downfall because I didn't on PlayStation Two at least. Couldn't you play most games online for free? You didn't have to have any membership. It was only certain games you had to pay to play? Or was that uh, even late? No, on PS2, you could play for free. You needed to buy the network adapter. Which, coincidentally, if you bought the network adapter, you could use a hard drive. Like, it had a hard drive slot on it. It was really weird how they made that expansion port. But, basically, they had, like, this network adapter that had a dial-up 
connection and an Ethernet connection. So I remember like playing early like versions of hockey on PS2 and I'd play somebody online and it'd be the worst lag ever because they were on like 56K or something. <laughs> Actually, no, hockey, there were certain games that said only broadband was required. So I don't think hockey had a 56K because it wouldn't have worked. So yeah, it was just broadband. But it was really like playing online on PS2 was really primitive. Like it sucked. It You had to hardwire it just like Xbox. But I mean... Xbox, I think, had a wireless adapter for the original, didn't it? Uh, I don't know about the original. I know the 360 it did, and then eventually they just made a 360 to have it, that I had it. I feel like Keith had a wireless adapter for the original, but I might be wrong. I think it was a big bulky box with like three antennas that you put on the back. Yeah, that sounds about right. I just but, I do. You're right. I remember being really bulky. But playing on the PS2, it it wasn't like you didn't have a network, right? You didn't have, like, an Xbox Live. If you wanted to play hockey, that's what you connected to. And it just connected to that game. If you wanted to play, like, SOCOM was a big one that we played online a lot on PS2. And that was a pretty good game online because it was a tactical shooter. And that was, like, the first one where you could, like, crouch and, like, lay prone in grass and shoot somebody from, like, 100 yards away and stuff like that. So, like, there were some good online games on PS2, but I didn't play a bunch of them like call of duty big red one was another one that i played online but it wasn't like xbox where you had the network and i think like that's what set xbox apart a lot because xbox had matchmaking they had friends lists they had all these things and you had to pay for them but i mean it was the start of the revolution really but uh they discontinued that in 2010 and uh it was funny because people actually played halo 2 i think it was for like 30 days after after it got disconnected because as long as you stayed connected on your xbox it would stay connected to the server somehow so even though they switched it off these guys were still playing for like 30 days later that's cool yeah so I, I always thought the original Xbox Live was actually a pretty like big thing for gaming because then like on 360, like I, I remember like just being in awe when 360 came out with like downloadable content and like downloading game trailers and yeah. music clips and different things like that. I couldn't believe it. And that all stemmed from like this. They started it here. And how about them green game cases? I mean, come on. Those are yeah. pretty iconic these days favorite color so that couldn't have been any better for me but it just seemed i don't it's because playstation didn't they just have clear or black cases no clear weren't they clear black during the ps2 and then it went to clear on ps3 and now it's blue on ps4 but yeah like xbox came out with this really bright well not super bright but a like a lime green colored case it would really caught your eye right like when you're yeah. walking down looking the bright green case was pretty it was really when you think about it, it's a smart choice but it would make your your eye automatically went to the bright green, not necessarily the black or whatever it was. It was just really interesting for me to like walk into a store and see the Xbox stuff because it looked like PlayStation to me looked like a toy. And then you had Xbox and like Xbox looked like the thing you needed to have. And I know that was by design from them, but it was really cool to me to like see it there you know black and green and it just it looks so professional i don't know how else to say it well they even sold like i have that's what i keep mine in is they uh you could buy the sorry the cases for transporting like they had specific 
Like I've got a bag, it's got a spot that the, the Xbox fits perfectly and then you strap it in and there's a spot for your games, a spot for your controller, a spot to put all your cords. Like they, like you said, it looks really professional and it's like a cool idea. Like you can bring it wherever you need to and it's nice and protected like you would a laptop. Well, although I guess laptops weren't as big back then either, but like you bring your system somewhere as like you would, a, you know, your, your laptop or whatever. Like it just, it looked, it, it was a cool, it was really cool. The shit, the story, the stuff they had for it and the way it looked it was a really good design. I really remember a lot of that, like with Keith, especially when he first had like his Xbox, he had that carrying case and he used to bring it everywhere. Like he used to bring it to your house, he'd bring it to my house, like we'd just play anywhere. Like it seemed like almost portable, even though it wasn't like he still had all the cords and everything, but like it just it was a multiplayer machine to me. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, they, they even had the one which I... I thought Keith had, but maybe I'm misremembering, but I know that if you look it up, there is one you can get because I wanted it. It made the system even more portable because it was same as, like I said, the bag. It had a spot, specific spot to put it, but it had a screen in the top when you flipped it open that the Xbox connected to. So you could literally bring your, as long as you had a somewhere, there was a plug somewhere, you could bring your Xbox with you to wherever you're going, just plug it in and play. <laughs> like it was really cool. And like you said, it was really like it was better, easier for playing multiplayer stuff like, like Halo and crap with your friends. Like, it was it was just a really cool idea. I just remember that like if I had friends like that wanted to play something like we were going to play on the Xbox like it wasn't you weren't going to play something on the PS2. I played a lot of multiplayer on the PS2 because I ended up getting like a multi tap. But like you think about the cost of all that. It was forty dollars for like the multi tap to add four controllers. Then I had to purchase three more controllers. And so you're looking at, like, I think they were 50 bucks for every controller. So it's, like, $200 for me to play with my friends on my PS2. Yeah. Then Xbox, like, I just bought some cheap controllers when I had one, and I was good. I maybe paid 50 bucks total. And I had four controllers and the Xbox, and that's all I needed. So it was pretty cool. What were some of the games you really, like, remember on Xbox? Well, of course, Fable. Fable's, like, one of my ultimate ultimate favorite games like i still i've replayed the series although they got worse as they went but the first one was and i've replayed the series like four times and it's just that was a game that for me at least that was like a that was a game changer that was really big deal it was one of the first ones where you could really customize your stuff like you could pick if you were i think you could pick if you were a boy or girl you couldn't really customize the way your character necessarily looked but you could choose the type of armor you wanted you could choose if you wanted to be evil or, or good or like it was just at that point that was the most customizable game like ever it was so cool how you could literally change the game to your play style if you if you're like me and you always want to be the savior be the holier the, the holy guy the bad you know the really good guy i always go for the good side although i like i said i've replayed it numerous times and i've done good and evil but i always usually go for the good you could be a mage you could be you know uh you could use what is it called um like giant swords or normal swords and shields and or no you didn't get shields and i lied sorry but yeah you could wear armor you could play and it was at the time that was just one of the most customizable like it was really cool you could do it you could make the game your own and there had never been a game really like that before and it was just that for me that was like i said a game changer that was awesome like that was such a that set me on my path for the rpgs and the stuff i look for in games now like well can i do this kind of stuff can i does it change to my gameplay like that was really cool i really loved that game I think that was one of the reasons like I really wanted an Xbox because you kept talking about Fable 
And then they had the crystal one with like Fable and Crimson Skies in it. And I remember just like, I really liked Fable, like when I was just starting out with my Xbox. Like that was the game I played probably the most. And I just kept going through it, kept going through it. And I'd play it again and again and again. And, you know, I don't think Xbox had any other game that was quite as unique as Fable. I think, like, even now, it's one of their better IPs, and it's kind of a shame that they've went away from it. But, yeah, yeah, I think there was just so many good ideas in that game. And then, like I said, Crimson Skies was the other pack-in title I had. I don't know if you've ever played that game. Is that the one with dragons? No, it's, uh, like, an old-timey, like, airplane shooter. Oh, yes, yes. That, yeah, okay, sorry, I'm thinking of the other one. Yes, I do know that one. Yeah, I don't I- I played it very much, but I do remember the one you're talking about. That game was all right. It, I played it like a few times and like you go through the sky, shoot things down. And I mean, there wasn't much substance to it. So I felt like that was kind of a weird packing game. It's just OK. You know, it doesn't have anything that I feel like really shows off the hardware. But all these games looked good. Like like you said about the graphics earlier, I felt like Xbox has always kind of had a touch better graphics even today like if i'm gonna get a multi-platform game on ps2 or xbox i'm gonna go xbox i was just playing like burnout 3 a few months ago on xbox and i thought it looked really good for like a 2004 video game so like they had quite an edge there which was always weird to me how people like kept going with sony instead of microsoft even though like xbox had the edge on a lot of things I wouldn't even say that Sony had that many good exclusives in that generation that I can remember. Besides, like, Ratchet and Clank and things like that. Uh, I guess they did. Yeah, I lied. They had a lot of exclusives like that. I, Ratchet well, and Clank, Sly Cooper, Jack and Dexter. And those are just the platformers. But that's what I was going to say. I feel like with PlayStation, at least at the time, even, well, not so much today, really, but at least at the time, there it was, for me, PlayStation was more platformers to me like the games that i really wanted to play for playstation were like you said ratchet and clank jack and dexter uh all those like all those like platform style games like the just like how mario used to be like literally you just jumped got through the level okay next level whereas i found xbox was more both i shouldn't say focused but again for me the games i noticed that were really good on it and i enjoyed more on the xbox were ones like fable and like more like uh or more rpg more a little bit more a little bit more freestyle that like today's were like the you know like it was just playing um assassin's creed origins and you're you can go it's open and you can go from one side of egypt to the next and it's freaking huge it's not that kind of open but it was still more like open you just you didn't it wasn't level per level it wasn't okay go here you're done go here you're done it was just like you had to run around and go from town to town oh i gotta go to this town do this now go back and talk to this guy like i i found that that's like i said playstation was more platformers not that they weren't good, they just that's what they were really good with. And Xbox for me was better with like those types of RPGs and that kind of gaming, not so much platformers, really. Yeah, that's how I felt too. It was, I think it was just like getting its footing. I don't think that, and even if you look at the lifespan of the Xbox, which uh, it's kind of crazy to me, the Xbox they stopped making the graphics chip in august 2005 so that means no more new units were being manufactured after august 2005 this thing came out in november 2001 it's like four years 
Yeah, that's a pretty slow in console terms. That's a pretty uh, quick run. Yeah. So basically, you get your Xbox, you have it for a couple years, and then it starts to die. And it's like, huh. And I think that was the problem when I got my Xbox and why I sold it is because, from what I remember, I got mine like Christmas 2003. So I would have had... 2004 to play it but then 2005 you're already talking about the 360 and i have maybe five games for my xbox and it's like uh what's the point so i think in my stupid teenage brain i was like i better get rid of this while i still can but yeah looking back it was a stupid move but like yeah it, it was just a really short run and i don't know why they didn't just wait to like do the next generation but i guess they learned a lot from this one well, and I was going to say, too, I think it's also because didn't the original PlayStation was out for like PlayStation was out for what? Six was it six or seven years, the first one, or was it the, the original PlayStation came out in 94 in Japan? I think it might have came out in 94 here as well. I can't remember, so I'm going to use Google. <laughs> It originally released December 3rd, 1994 in Japan, September 9th, 1995 in North America. Well, so, all, my point was just, I was going to say, is I feel like Xbox, the reason they did it was they wanted to kind of, because I didn't the PlayStation 2, didn't it? I feel like it came out and then pretty quickly afterwards, they rushed to get the 360 out. And I feel like that's why there were so many problems with 360. But they, I think they just kind of wanted to like, keep pace like okay you've got your second one out and we're going to jump in even though you know ours has only been out for four years we're just going to jump to the next one instead of focusing on that one for too long and try and catch up with you you know generation wise like you said i think it came down to like ideas i think like they started to do xbox live and they're like oh man like you know we have this and this now like with the matchmaking and everything but there's so much more we can do but the hardware is not going to support it now so we need a new machine to actually do what, you know, we want to do. I think they just, like, they were going faster than their minds could, you know, get everything together. And I don't know. It was weird to me, anyways, because you look at the 360. I mean, that came out in, I think, November 2005. And Xbox Live had only been out since 2002. Because Xbox Live didn't come out on the original no. xbox until summer 2002 so it's like they only had three years of that xbox live on the original xbox and it's like they wanted to jump to the 360 because i think they knew that there was more money to be made there and yeah but it's funny to me because like that did have such a short lifespan but i remember it a lot like i remember a lot about the xbox i remember having a lot of fun with the xbox i remember like uh we played halo and you could actually connect consoles together. Yeah. Was yeah, yeah my network cable. We'd go get the little 19-inch TV we had hooked up to the, at the time, the huge 35-inch. And we you connect them, and one person would play on the other one while the other four played on the other system. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was going to say the land, like a LAN party, essentially. Yeah, and it was really, like, cool because nothing else had let you do that up until this point. I mean, nobody thought you could do that before that. And I remember, like, you'd play, like, a, a split-screen shooter, and you'd put, like, a blanket over your head and over the TV so other people couldn't see. Or, like, you see the things online where people put cardboard dividers and 
Don't look at my section of the screen. Yeah. It's actually genius in a way. I, I think like it's weird like looking back on split screen games and how we used to like divide a 19 inch into four screens and we'd be fine. Today I'm on my 55 inch. I'm like, I can't see that guy in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> I need bigger than 35 inch. I remember when we got my dad's original 35 inch TV. I remember the first thing we said, like literally the first thing me and Colin looked at each other and we went, Mario's going to be huge. Like the size <laughs> of me. Like it was so, that was such a big TV. And now I've got a 65 inch. And yeah, exactly. I'm like, man, I could use a bigger TV. <laughs> it's crazy. And like, you don't even have split screen gaming anymore, really. I mean, there's a few games, but most people play online. If they're going to play multiplayer, it sucks. Yeah, it does kind of suck. Because sometimes you just want that. Just, you know, like you said, right on local. But I, just, I just feel like a lot of co-op games in general have gone by the wayside. You don't get yeah, to play co-op think, anymore. Like, what wasn't Army, Xbox after 360. I was going to say, wasn't Army of Two? Because you're talking about, like, co-op, but that was 360, not Xbox. Never mind. Yeah, it was 360. That was a good co-op shooter, though. I still have that on my uh, Xbox One hard drive right now, too. Yeah, That's I good. downloaded one 40th day and unfortunately never played it but i played the first one there like 60 times i was gonna buy like all of them but they're like quite a bit for being used games any other games you remember i remember one that uh, you had that i used to like to play was dr muto dr mute yes that's such a weird game they had a lot of weird games on it i mean playstation had its own weird game but i feel like xbox had a lot of those weird like i said like blinks they were very weird graphics and just like the characters were really odd looking like they're i don't know i don't feel that but again not that playstation didn't have its own like i mean ratchet is a, a lemur or something like that like lombacks back sorry but like i don't know the judges like their characters were always very well dr muto he i remember didn't he look like a mutant like he looked really effed up <laughs> he had a big head i think but what surprised me was that was actually a multi-platform game was it I thought it was an Xbox game. I have it for PS2. I bought it last year because I had never seen it. After I played it with you, like back in 2002, I have never seen that game. And then I came upon it on like in a vintage stock the one day, and I was like, I have to buy this. It was like seven dollars. Yeah, that was a fun game. But there was uh, there's a bunch of games. Even like going that. back, Fable for a minute there. I feel like Fable was kind of one of the first ones to have. It's not technically DLC, but they had the, they came, there was Fable, and then like the second year it was out, they came out with Fable Lost Chapters, which was the original game, plus like another, I think it was like 40 minutes of gameplay, where you went to like that other island and you got different armors and different weapons. And like that was one of the first times they started, they kind of did that with like, like I said, it wasn't DLC, so to speak, but it was just like added stuff to the game that they put out afterwards. I think that was like kind of the way DLC almost, I don't want to say it started, but like that was leading to DLC where they could just put out extra parts of the games later, which is yeah. like the downfall. <laughs> That's the version of the of Fable that I have. Um, that was the one with the crystal one was uh, the lost. No, chapter. that didn't come with the crystal one. I ended up buying it later. The the original oh, have... like version came with the crystal one. Oh, okay. I thought it was uh, the lost chapter one did. Oh, well. Yeah, I wish it was, but no, I bought that later. Um, what I was going to say was, remember when? No, I don't know. It's weird how you go through these times where you're like, I have this great comment, and you're like, oh, maybe I don't. 
minute and then you forget it by the time you have a chance to say it. Oh shit. Oh, 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 I know what. I know. Um there's this game called like Whiplash that I got for Xbox. Doesn't, yeah, Whiplash. It's got a button. It's got a like a hair on the front of it, like a bunny and a squirrel or something. Yeah. And yeah. uh I don't know if it's like a multi-platform game, but uh I bought it last year and I can't wait to play it. But it's like uh you have a bunch of different like little things you can do. I'm going to actually go and see if I have that thing. But this is like kind of what I was getting at when I was talking about like developers taking more chances because this game you can like dump toxic waste to poison enemies and charge them up to like zap people you can demolish like security cameras and stuff you can slide yeah you can clog the uh toilet with the bunny which is the hair (laughs) like it's just crazy stuff you don't see stuff like this that was multi-platform though because they've got a playstation and xbox yeah but that just goes with what I was saying about, like, the actual generation is, like, I feel like the Xbox PS2 GameCube generation was one of my favorites. There were so many different things you could play, and people just kind of took chances to do different things with their games. It wasn't all just shooters or whatever. Like you said, there's nobody's taking chances. It's all the same freaking game. Like... They're just it's the same thing. They've just made different looking characters or used brighter colors in this one or you know, but it's the same game. They're all battle royale shooters with and half of the game isn't released with the game. You have to pay another sixty dollars to get the this DLC and like oh it's just I don't know. It's you don't get half that DLCs when it started was cool. Like it was ad, just added cool stuff, like oh I can get new gear for my guy or I can make the game, I can buy something to help me make the game a little easier, like it'll upgrade my guy from the beginning or whatever. Or you could get, like you said, if you bought it somewhere specific, you could get, oh, get this cool looking sword because you bought it at Best Buy and this is the only, you'll get this sword for buying it. Now it's like they put the game out and then half of the game isn't included. You got to pay another 60 and then another 40 and another 50 and there's 17 different add-ons they do for the game and in the end, the game, the game that should have, one game that used to cost 60 now costs $300 by the time you're done. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's frustrating these days to see how that's become yeah. what it has with the costumes and everything that costs $20 for four costumes and just everything's a money grab. And I feel like back then you knew what you were getting. You yeah could buy a map pack. Like, I think Halo was one of the only ones that like had a map pack. You had to buy a map pack. It only came with so many, and then they added a couple more and a couple more. But I don't know. But I think Halo had, like, a map pack on a disc, and it was, like, $20, and you got, like, I think it was, like, 8 to 16 maps. So that was fine. Like, stuff like that's fine. Stuff that adds stuff to get to the game I don't care about. That kind of stuff was cool. When you were done with the game, you could kind of get more out of it. But now I don't feel like you get that same type of thing with DLC. So that's kind of changed a lot. Now what it is, too, that pisses me off with the DLC is it's not like, oh, pay $16 and whatever. You get whatever stupid thing you get that adds to the game. It's like, well, ESO is what I'm going to use as an example because I used to love those games. And I, I do like ESO, but I find I get aggravated because, again, it's one of those ones where half of the game's not included. Like, that's one of those ones where, honestly, if I put all the money I've spent on it, I'm a moron. But all the money I've spent on, I probably spent like three grand on that fucking that that game, man. Like yeah. I stupidly paid the monthly fee so I could go up levels quicker. It was one hundred nine dollars to buy the game originally, 
then there was every stupid thing in it. And then what they do and all of them do now is they don't, it's not, like I said, it's not the $16. It doesn't say, oh, it's $16 to get this DLC. It's 5,000 in ESO, it's crowns. And you can only get the crowns in increments of like, it's like 500, 1,000, 1,500. And then you skip to $30 and you get 3,000. But you, and then, but you need 3,500. So it's either buy the three, the 20 or the $30 pack plus the $5 pack to get 3,500 or just go up and spend $50 and get 5,000 crown. And then, so now you paid $50 to get something that adds maybe an hour or two hours of gameplay to the game. Like not even like, that's not worth it. I paid another $50 to get three other missions. Like that's stupid. And it aggravates me. Like that's why the game in the end costs so much money now. And it's, like you said, in the older games, you knew what you got. You paid the, even if it was $80, you paid the $80. That was the game. You got everything in it, whether there was secret gear to unlock, whatever different, if there was different mounts, if there was different swords, if there was whatever. You, it was in the game. I didn't have to pay another an additional fee to go, oh, but I want that sword, or I want that horse, or I want my guy to look like that, or I want that race. Like, they've even added races. You have to pay extra money so that you can be a different race now. Like, oh, it aggravates me. Yeah, and I... I think, like, that was really primitive here, too. Like, I don't think anybody really thought too much about, like, downloadable content in that era. I think it was more like, yeah, if we can add something, we will. But it wasn't really a big deal. And you couldn't patch games either. So the game came out, and it was usually well-made. If it wasn't, then it was bad forever. So, I mean... yeah. Or a pass or a fail you can tweak and go well we're gonna try something else now or i don't know i just like that era yeah. i don't like the patches no yeah i don't know dlc was a cool idea when it came out but i find it became i don't want to say it's the downfall but it's all these little micro uh charges and stuff they do like i said with all the stupid things and that's just that to me that's what the downfall of it is it I, just like you said what, what happened to just be able to put a game in and play it and that's it like the original Xbox, which you did like that, that big set, that generation. Now it's just so, just money grabbing. It's annoying. It's like when you go into the stores and they're just on top of you, <laughs> bugging you well, about what you want. It's funny you say the money grab. Like, I feel like that's the last generation that I felt like gaming was somewhat affordable for an average person because. These systems came out, they were 300 bucks. I mean, 300 bucks isn't that bad. Every other system after that, it was like 400, 500, 600. I mean, you know, and that gets a bit much, but like the Xbox, you paid your 300 bucks, you got your Xbox home, you could do anything with it. I mean, and you didn't have any extra fees. It was just Xbox Live was the only extra fee that you really had to worry about, and that was it. You had memory inside the console with the eight gigabytes. You had a controller. If you wanted a separate controller, that would have been an extra cost. But, like, you didn't have to buy memory cards or anything. You didn't have to, like, make any extra purchases for the controllers. So the Xbox was nice because what you see is what you get with it. Yeah. It, was, it could do the same thing it could the day you took it out of the box to the day it stopped running. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, they never stop running. They're pretty reliable. <laughs> Except mine, if I plug in, it'll still work. It's just put away for now, but yeah. it'll still. Uh, another game for that was uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. That was another one they had. Was that specific? That wasn't specific for Xbox, was it? Conquer Live and Reloaded was, yeah. Live and Reloaded was, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the original was for N64, wasn't it? Yeah, and then Microsoft bought Rare, like, I think, in 2002, so. That was a really fun one. I remember that. That one was awesome. But they that was did, really uh, They did a good job on Live and Reloaded. I remember, like, when I saw that game, like, I remember his fur being, like, really well animated. Like, he looked like a real squirrel to me. Like, looked like a real see each strand almost. Yeah, and that was the first game that I remember, like, thinking, oh, man, games are really, like, getting realistic. As much as it's not realistic to have a crazy squirrel running around with a gun, but, you know. So, fighting poo monsters. <laughs> yeah. I love that game. That was one game Rare made, and then they made, uh, oh, what was that one about zombies? I should just go to my shelf right now and look at the zombie game, because I remember that game. But this was like one that was exclusive to the Xbox, and it was called Grab by the Ghoulies. That's what it was. Grab by the Ghoulies. Yeah. It's like a zombie game by Rare where you're trying to save your girlfriend. Okay. And you're fighting off zombies. It was actually a really fun game, but uh, nobody talks about it. It's actually on Xbox One in the Rare Replay collection. I have. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I do, yeah. yeah. One is downloaded on my system. I've just never played it. So that was another one I remember. Um, I haven't played a whole lot of it, but uh, it's a pretty fun game. Project Gotham was obviously like the Xbox racing game before Forza became a thing. And I mean, they did have a Forza on Xbox as well. I remember those games looking ultra realistic too. Probably like my favorite, like simulation racers because it's not like gran turismo where it's like everything you do makes you spin out that's the problem i had with a lot of like racing games on like systems like that where like you'd have like the ultra arcade ones like burnout and then you'd have like the simulation ones like gran turismo and then i felt like in the middle was like project gotham and forza did you ever play those project gotham uh no you know what I kind of got way out of racing games. The last one I played was one of the earlier Need for Speeds, and then I just kind of stopped playing those racing games. I don't know why. I just stopped liking them as much. Yeah, I think they just started becoming the same kind of thing over and over again, which is unfortunate. Like you said, too, it's like the the whole, like you, you said, every little thing would, like, throw you off. Like, you were so hypersensitive to steering and everything. I know you can change that kind of stuff. But it was just that was the way the game played. I just I don't know. I just found I didn't enjoy them as much. It was way too touchy, and I don't know. I just wasn't much into those games. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the reasons I think the Xbox didn't do as well was the fact that you needed uh, the DVD remote, the DVD kit, to actually play DVDs. Yeah, that little piece you plugged in had the, the data needed to be able to play games or the code or whatever. Yeah, so PlayStation Two, you didn't need a remote. So they could just play it out of the box. So I think a lot of people, like, that was around the time everybody was buying DVD players. I remember my PS2 was my first DVD player. Well, and I feel like, hasn't PlayStation always kind of been like that? Like, when Blu-ray come out, did they they were the first ones to use it, and theirs played Blu-ray. Like, Xbox didn't couldn't play Blu-ray until, I think, was it Xbox One could play Blu-ray. or maybe one Yeah, the 360 had, like, double-layer DVDs that they used. Yeah, and... I don't know. Like PlayStation always seems to be like, like they they were smart enough to be like, well, we should also make it something they'll use to watch their movies. <laughs> I think that worked out really well, and like I think that's one of the reasons too that the GameCube did so bad because 
they had their little mini discs, which I still don't understand to this day why they use those. I like the GameCube, actually. We'll probably do an episode on that, but I uh, I played a lot of that with Jake because his little brother had a GameCube. Like, he had the PS2 and his brother had a GameCube. And the funny thing to me is that the GameCube was actually pretty powerful. I think it might have been the most powerful out of the three consoles in terms of graphical capabilities, but everybody thought it was the weakest. I think the PS2 was actually the weakest as far as graphics and processing power. So, if I'm not mistaken, but... You know that. Yeah. So, everybody gave the GameCube crap, but it was actually a pretty good little system. It just uh, didn't get its due, I guess. A lot of that, too, I think, is because it didn't really have many games that went online and things like that, too. Like Speaking of games, though, with it, wasn't... I don't think... Oblivion, Oblivion there, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. That wasn't the first, it wasn't only for Xbox. I'm pretty sure it was on PlayStation as well, wasn't it? Uh, are you talking about Morrowind? No, Morrowind, that wasn't for, that was on the computer, wasn't it? Morrowind first... was on Xbox, like the original Xbox. Oh, was it? Oh, you're right. Yes. I think I played it on the computer and then I, when I got Oblivion, but it was anyway. Okay. So I was thinking the wrong way, but still, that's, that's when I was just talking about favorite games. That was one of my ultimate favorite games that I played on my system. Like, every day like i seriously i re- that was when they did the achievements too that was one of the first games where they started to you got achievements for completing certain parts of the game i got 100 percent on that yeah in a bolivian on 360 yeah because i played that one like seriously i played it as every character you could play as and I, like every race and i played it every type of character every yeah i remember looking at your achievement list and seeing that at 100 percent. i'm like how did you do that that's the only one every other one like maybe i think 60 or 70 is the highest percent of finish that i have you know uh, achievement wise but yeah that game i played that one so many times i did everything you could do in it i got every piece of downloadable content they put out for it i or not in dlc but they put like you know just like with Fable, you could buy the extra disc that had more content on it. But yeah, it's funny to me that like uh, Morrowind kind of went into that because I think that I think that it was only on Xbox Morrowind. I'm not sure, but like I don't know why they wouldn't have put that out on PS2. It might have been Morrowind PS2. Yeah, it wasn't on PS2. It wasn't? Uh, not as far as I can see here. I always wonder, wondered why it wasn't on PS2, because I feel like it's, you know, fine. Yeah, no PS2. Hmm. I don't know it was specifically for Xbox. But I remember um, playing that game on PC a little bit, and I think it would have been really fun on Xbox. Like, I only played it on like an old pc so it was like really glitchy and stuff i think it would have been really fun on like the original xbox but i didn't know anything about the elder scrolls back then you know what i mean yeah because it was more of a before that it really was like a computer game and even then it was a very odd game i'm pretty sure it was like originally like an arena fighter style game but i mean that kind of gave you your love for the elder scrolls series like if you wouldn't have played that game you wouldn't have moved on to like oblivion and skyrim and eso oh yeah for me it def- that definitely started my love for that that genre i still like i said i mean eso there 
I don't know. I'm a little disappointed with it, but I still love it. And I've still played it quite a few times. And I've, I've got quite a few of the achievements on that, too. And I've got all the DLC for it. Like, I do love Elder Scrolls. I'm just a little disappointed with how it went, but I still love the game. Yeah. I think uh, Halo was obviously the big one for Xbox. And, I mean, I remember the first time I played that game, Tad's um, uncle had it. And he had, like, the basement of Tad's house. Like, his uncle lived with him. So, his uncle had, like, this big screen TV, and he had his Xbox. He didn't want anybody to touch his Xbox. But then everybody was over, and we started playing Halo. And I had never seen it before. I don't think I had even ever, like, you know, heard of it before that. So, I just started playing it. And we played on that Blood Gulch level. Where it's just the two little, you know, bases on either side. And I remember playing, yeah, in, like, the jungle. And I remember playing with the Jeep, the Warthog, for a second. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I've never had, like, vehicles in games. Like, there's been maybe a couple games where I've had a vehicle. But, like, I thought it was really cool that I could drive a car and somebody could shoot on top of it. So I remember we'd just have Jeep battles in the middle for, like, 15 minutes. And then finally, like, if we were playing capture the flag, we'd actually go in and get the flag. And then I'd be running across, and the guy would be, like, driving beside me in the warthog trying to shield me, and I'd end up dying, and we'd keep doing that over and over. And then you'd have one guy on their side that just starts sniping from the base. And, like, it was just really cool to me to see, like, the difference between, like, something like a golden eye where you're in, like, you know, an actual map, like an inside map. Most Goldeneye maps were inside, and you like you didn't have any vehicles, you didn't have any like special abilities or anything. You were just shooting. But in Halo, like you had a flashlight on your helmet that you click the white button and your flashlight would go on. Like just really like cool stuff. And there was like the Banshee that you could fly. I thought those things were so cool. Yeah, that that was really cool feature that like you said. I remember with the warthog that's we would just jump in and like you said it was usually i think blood gulch was everybody's favorite because everyone you played with you always played i mean i guess there really was only so many maps but still you we always played on blood gulch and that was exactly you would just drive it around half time we just went in circles around the map like you're just driving the thing there was no point in it it was just so fun to drive the warthog yeah i love the warthog so much i still love the warthog like even with you and me play online i'm like let's get in the warthog yeah. come on now let's go yeah, I usually shoot, you usually drive. And we usually die about 10 seconds later. We always get blown up. Damn sticky grenades. Plasma grenades. We usually get shot by rockets, too, somehow. Doesn't matter how good I drive. There's always somebody that just comes out of nowhere and blasts us out of the way. But it's good fun. It's good fun. <laughs> it pisses, Caitlin always asks me when we play that, why, just like with Call of Duty, why do you play these games? You get you so mad. I'm like, but it's a good angle. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself. I'm pissed, yeah. but I'm enjoying myself. It's a good thing. I don't care how many times I die in Halo. It's just fun because you'll have that random moment where things just happen so weird. Like somebody will blow up a warthog. The warthog will go flying through the sky, but it's not dead. And then the guy will land on his actual tires. He'll come roll up, run over this guy as he's being shot by a rocket. Like, it's just random stuff all the time. Or somebody comes up with an energy sword behind you. Or like, when they used grenades from the other side of the level and it would land on your face the moment you respawn. I hated that. 
Yeah, that was fun. The guy was just luck. You didn't know where you were throwing, but there was like they do the same. A lot of people do the same thing again in Call of Duty. Right at the beginning of the level, they'll just toss their grenade right into the sky and hope it lands on the other side of the map. And sometimes it works because <laughs> I can't tell yeah. you how many times I screamed at the screen, screen because I'd be like, shit, I came to life and blew up because a plasma grenade landed on my face or a frag grenade landed directly in front of me. I think it was just uh, a really like iconic game. And I think I don't know if Xbox would be here today without Halo. No, I think they really depended on Halo a lot. Yeah. Halo did a lot for them. And I'm actually really surprised that they got two Halos out of that generation. Only being like four years. They actually put one out in 2004 with Halo 2. And that was like that game. I had never heard about a big release of a game before, save for maybe like Vice City. But when Halo 2 came out, that was like the biggest thing ever. It was a big deal. Everybody wanted that game. You could barely find it. I remember I got mine on like Boxing Day, which is a Canadian thing for all you Americans. <laughs> I got mine on Boxing Day, the day after Christmas, um, after I got my Xbox. And like everybody wanted that game. Like there was three or four people in line that had that game. So it was really cool to like get another one on that system. And I think Halo 2 is like, way better than the first one too they improved a lot did you ever have any experience using uh what did they call it xbox connect the actual mm -hmm. like internet thing that you could use to get on the internet for free no there's this uh software i think it's called xlink kai now or something like that but basically it would uh allow you to connect to a game server and play Halo online. So for Halo 2, like we'd, we'd get online and play with all these people on Xbox Live without actually having an Xbox Live account. We would be generic people. Like, I think we would just be like numbers or something or a random name. But, uh, you know, it let you play and it let you do whatever. It didn't save your stats or anything, but we didn't care. We just wanted to play with other people. I mean, I thought that was a nice piece of software to have and i think you can actually use it today like to play online on ps2 and xbox still if there's somebody playing that game so if you had like eight people around the world that wanted to play like a a game of halo or something on the original xbox you could all get together on xlink kai and play that i'm gonna make sure that's actually what it's called before i keep calling it that but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, it is. And I think it works with, like, quite a few systems. Like, I think Wii it might not work with, but Wii was a weird one, too. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. But uh, that was a really good way of getting around Xbox Live, and you could actually do it on the 360, too. You could just act like you were just a regular player. And I don't know how they haven't, like, kind of gotten rid of that but it seems to still work because it's still around oh, i never heard of that i think i tried it with you in halo 3 and it didn't work for some reason but that was before we had xbox live yeah, yeah we can just play the master chief collection and not worry about that did you know that microsoft lost four billion dollars on this project 
I didn't know it was that much. I knew they had lost a lot of money, a good chunk of money on it, but which is yeah. brings my question why they continue. They must obviously saw some kind of potential in it still because if you lose that much money, do you, do you go back to it? <laughs> I think Sony had a similar situation with the PS3 when it launched. They lost like $4 billion in a year on that because it was $600 to start. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the PS3 had no games to start, but I'll go into that in a PS3 episode at some point. But um, yeah, it it lost a lot of money. I, I think that's why they got rid of the Xbox so fast, too, is probably because they were going to try and recoup it with a new console. Yeah, it was supposed to be like its successor, but I think more than anything, it was just, it was almost, I don't want to say a revamp, but like they just, because really the 360 and the Xbox and the original Xbox are pretty different, like completely different design. The dash and everything about it is completely different. Yeah. Just basically almost everything about it is like completely different. So I don't know if it was less of a successor and more of like they were replacing the original Xbox, but just saying, oh, this one's the second generation. No, it's just a, basically a new system. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I think they were selling every Xbox at a loss, too, for at least a period of time. So, I don't know. I, I think they were just trying to get their name out into the market, and they did that. And then with the 360, they just blitzed everything with marketing, and everybody wanted it. Yeah, they did. The 360 was pretty badass. But yeah, that's another episode altogether, too. <laughs> yeah. And the PS2 outsold the Xbox by a nearly 5 to 1 ratio, despite the Xbox being um, pretty superior in most ways. Which, uh, I think that just comes down to brand loyalty. If people had a PS1, they, they're going to go to a PS2. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's, yeah, you're already like, oh, PlayStation my, you know, is my man, basically. You're going to continue going with them. You're not going to go to the newbie. But yeah. it's, uh, you'd also realized. But really... I don't know, because there were a lot of people, like, people who played, like, the original Xbox, I found were more, I don't want to say hardcore fans of, like, the Xbox, but it seems like they, were, they got a lot of fans with it, but then I, there were quite a few people, like, when the 360 came out, some people left PlayStation to go to Xbox, but there was a lot of people I talked to who left Xbox and went to PlayStation because, like, the issues with the 360, and just they didn't like it as much. Like, I don't know if they just didn't like the redesign or whatever, or, but they, they lost some people when they did that, too, I think. Well, not I think, I know. Yeah, I think part of that probably was like the 360 being more of a media center than a game console. But I could say that about the PS3 too. I mean, it was kind of the same thing. I think a lot of people just go with whatever like makes more sense for them. It's not even specifically about brands sometimes. Sometimes it's just like, oh, well, my friend has this one, so I'll go with this this generation. Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. And like you said, it's not, you've always, you've just always gotten PlayStation. Again, it might not even necessarily be about loyalty even there. It's just, that's what you always get. It's just, it was always the system you went with. That's always the system you've had. Same yeah. with me. Like I said, they're very similar, really. They have basically the same features at this freaking point. Like, they're just different designs, but they do the same stuff. Half of the games, they don't, like, they're the same games. The exclusives are mo- for most of them kind of suck. The m- main games that everybody loves are the games that are on both systems. So it's just, I've always, like I said, Xbox was my, that was the first console that was my console. So I've always just kind of stuck with Xbox. It's always treated me well. So I just always bought Xbox. I don't hate PlayStation. I just always bought Xbox because that's what I was. I was Xbox. Yeah. Especially when you can carry over your profile, you know, like you brought, you got with Xbox and PlayStation there, you got your 
like achievements there or whatever. And you got your gamer score. And I got my gamer score is carried over from the original Xbox. That's why I'm at like 70 or 80,000 something. Because I played so many games for every console, my gamer score is through the roof. Had I switched to PlayStation, my gamer score would be like five. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's the weird thing for me is like I have the Xbox One and the 360, the PS3 and the PS4. And I like try and like spread my games out because I'm like, oh, I want to get my gamer score up. But I want to get more trophies. But I want to get my gamer score up. More trophies. It's like a push and pull thing. And like even like with 360, like I'll buy games on 360 because they have achievements. And I know like the PS3 version will not have trophies because trophies didn't come out until like three years after the PS3 launched or two years after the PS3 launched. I kind of like I used to just be a PlayStation person, but now like I like I like the Xbox and I like especially the original and the 360 a lot and the like Xbox One to me is like almost virtually the same as the PS4, so there's not much difference there. But point just becoming like slower computers. Like, well, and then when they announce the Series X or whatever, like it looks like a computer. Is it going to be upgradable like a computer? Because at that point, what when when is the point when you just get a computer? Just get a computer. That I don't know. It is it is an odd design. I don't know. I don't know what the next generation of gaming is going to be, but it might be over. Yeah. Not not gaming itself, but more like consoles in general. I think like we're getting to a point where people just want to buy like the most powerful thing. The most powerful thing is going to be a computer. Everybody's always talking about, oh, what's the next console going to have? What's the next console going to have? Is it going to have this? Is it going to have that? And like, I don't feel like it's the same anymore. Like the last console I bought, like brand new day of, was the Switch. And like I bought that and I liked it and it's great and everything, but it's just like everything else. I don't know. There's there's no point to me in having like three separate consoles anymore. Yeah, it just might as well be one. I don't know why they can't just collaborate. Well, is, is, isn't it the new Modern Warfare you said can play on all the, like, cross-console, cross-platform? Because yeah. that's, I don't know why, like, especially with Call of Duty, why did we do that? I mean, it's the same, it is, it's the same game on the PlayStation that it is on the Xbox, it's just simply that they're on the one or the other. So, like, you always had PlayStation, I was at Xbox, we can never freaking play that game. And that's the ultimate game to be able to just play, you know, do stupid shit online together. Yeah, and I think... Like, I get it between, like, PC and consoles because you could use a keyboard or mouse. Yeah. That gives you a competitive advantage. Even though I can't do that, I can't play without a controller. I need a controller. But, like, I can see that. But to limit, like, just Xbox Live or just PSN, like, you've got to be able to interconnect. And I hate playing for multiple subscriptions, too. It's stupid. I'm not even paying for anything at this point. It's just for going online. Wish you could just pause your subscription and then, you know, use it when you actually play the thing. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, I put up the North American launch titles here. Tell me if you remember any of those. Because there aren't many. Well, obviously Halo. Fusion Frenzy, that's the one where the, on the, I'm pretty sure on the cover they're in like uh, metal orbs in there. Yeah, like, like American Gladiators. Yeah, it's really weird. Pro Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. 2X. 2X, sorry. 
That was a really <laughs> to eck. Always that was when those were good, and I don't know what happened with those. Those just went away. Just yeah, we, we can do an episode on that too, probably. Because man, I played the crap out of Tony Hawk up until like uh, American Wasteland. I think I know this one, Odd World, Odd Munch's Odyssey. I know Oddworld's really like popular, but I've never personally played it. But I mean, I'll go through the launch titles while you're looking yeah. at it. Yeah, by four Evo two, Air Force Delta Storm, which I kind of remember that, Arctic Thunder, which I believe was like a spinoff of Hydro Thunder, which was a boat racing game. Yeah, it was a snowmobile racing game or whatever. Yeah. Cell Damage, which was actually pretty cool. They remastered that at this point on PS4 and Xbox One, I think. But that was like um, cartoon characters like fighting or killing each other or something, from what <laughs> I remember. Um, Dark Summit, I don't know. Dead or Alive 3, which is like a fighting game, right? Pretty sure. Yeah, because they had Dead or Alive Volleyball, which is just like the random girls with skimpy bikinis. Well, even and in the... Game. It's just them and Gimpy Bikinis fighting each other. Yeah. Fusion <laughs> Frenzy, which is the ball one we were talking about. Halo, which is the standout here. Um, Mad Dash Racing, which is like a kart racer with, uh, again, like cartoony characters. Yeah. Uh, Madden NFL 2002. NASCAR Heat 2002. NASCAR Thunder 2002, because why not? Two NASCAR games. NFL Fever 2002, NHL Hits 2002. So you got your five sports games, two football, two NASCAR. Oddworld Munch's Odyssey, which Austin was looking at. Um, Project Gotham Racing, which was like their first like big racing game that was actually a really popular series. Shrek, which is really out of place here. Test yeah. Drive Off-Road Wide Open, which I had the original Test Drive Off-Road, and it was a terrible game on the PS1. So bad. Um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2X, which I think it just had extra content for Tony Hawk 2, as far as I remember. And then Transworld Surf, which I have no idea. So you look at that list, I mean, I don't see any standout launch titles. Like, if I got this thing day one, it would be Halo all day. Yeah, basically. I don't think I would have played any of those other games, maybe Project Gotham or something, but... Tony Hawk. I mean, I'm Halo. guessing that if you got like the system on day one, you got Halo and Tony Hawk. That's about it. Yeah, the rest I, I could give two shit, two shits about. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think launch launch titles matter? Like, do you think the launch lineup matters? Not anymore. It's like I remember like getting my PS3 and I had nothing to play on my PS3, and that I didn't get it at launch. I got it in 2007. And I didn't have anything to play. There was nothing. I remember I got Kane and Lynch, Dead Men, which was a terrible game. And that was like one of the the only new games that was out in like 2007 for PS3. Everything else was terrible. I had like Resistance and I had Motorstorm and I had... Um... Resistance was a good one. Yeah, Resistance was good. So was Motorstorm. But, like, I had nothing to play. Unreal Tournament uh, 3 was the one that I played the most. I played the crap out of that game because there was nothing else. That was a good game, too. I love Unreal Tournament. There's actually a, a new one on Steam right now, I think. I think it's Steam. No, on the Epic Game Store, I believe. And it's, like, in beta. 
I want to download it and try that because that was one of my favorite shooters. That was one of those shooters that you play, and when you shot somebody, they died. I don't know if you remember, like. Oh yeah, that that is one. Yeah, um, that was one of the things I did love about it. Was yeah, when you like I said when you shot someone, they were dead. There was no oh well, you know, they couldn't run up and smack you and kill you. You unloaded six clips into them. Yeah, they had an Unreal Championship game for um, Xbox, which was also good. Have you ever played that? I feel like I played it on the computer with Stu, but I don't remember playing on the Xbox. Now, this was Championship. It wasn't Tournament. It was different. It wasn't It wasn't totally different. It was the same type of game, but they called it Championship. With the Xbox. Okay. No, I didn't play it on Xbox, I don't think. They had a one and a two, so they made a sequel to it, and... Um, that was a really good game that I think only came to Xbox. I don't remember Unreal Tournament on PS2 at all. Yeah, so it came out for Xbox in 2002, and then the second one, I don't know when that came out, but it's a console version of Unreal Tournament 2003. Oh, okay. Specifically for Xbox Live. Check boobies are out. Jesus. Sorry. Just <laughs> I Googled it, and the first image that came out was a character selection, Delcat or whatever her name is. And I, she's just got two little... Her armor is literally a giant collar and then nothing else. She just has two little pieces of metal covering the nipples on her boobs, and that's about it. Everything that, else, <laughs> that's her armor. That was a sign of the times, I think, for that, because all that armor was like that for girls. Yeah. Huh. Unreal Championship the- 2 is uh, backwards compatible on Xbox One as of June 10th, 2019. You know what this game kind of the graphic wise and game style it makes you think of and was it on Xbox it was um gosh, the time traveling one that we time we splitters time splitters was that on, that was that 360 or was that on Xbox that we used no to play? that was Xbox because I'm looking at this and it like it looks like the same style graphics and like you know just the graphics of it look the same time splitters was another one that was amazing. Like, Time Splitters was one of the most fun games I've ever played, I think. Because that game, especially the second one, the first one wasn't that good, but the second one and the third one were really good. The second one, like, you had the monkeys that you can be, and there were different types. Like, one looked like RoboCop. Yeah. Oh, man, that game was awesome. And I think that game you could play co-op. Yeah, because that's why we always played it. We loved it. We could play. You could play through the game together, or you could just go do like you know, just like every game, multiplayer kill yeah. thing. And also, what I loved about that game, now I remember, was the awards. There were sixty awards that you could get. So like, you get double kill medals and stuff like in Halo. But I remember like it would track your stats. So every time you play, you like you could earn different awards and stuff. So you always felt like you were accomplishing something. And it had a map maker, which I never used because it was really hard to use. But that was like really ahead of its time to me. Yeah, like a sandbox mode or whatever you call it. It was just a map maker. Oh. I think that's what they called it. That was That's what I remember. We played that one a lot. That was a fun game. Oh, I'm just talking about time splitters in the actual game itself. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, time splitters was a really fun game. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't that. know what you were talking about. Oh, yeah, Time Splitters was... I mean, we played that game a lot. It wasn't that one of the ones that we went... Like, we rented it originally. And then I think we kept yeah. going back to find it a couple times. And then eventually, one of us bought it. 
I rented it a bunch of times, and then I bought like the third one, but two was my favorite. And I don't think I could ever find two to buy, which is a problem I've had like in this era a lot. I don't know. Like you can tell me a little bit about this too. Did you ever have trouble? Like you'd rent a game, then you go to buy it, and you can't find it in any store. Yeah, like it was a rental exclusive. Well, I don't know if they were rental exclusives or what, but like I'd go try to find like something like Time Splitters too, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Not in a bargain bin, not in a Walmart, not in an EB. Dude, Jesus, sorry. <laughs> but I googled and I'm I was looking at Time Splitters two first because that was the one I remembered, and now I'm looking at Time Splitters just like Time Splitters and Ariel Da Vinci. Google that character from Time Splitters. Her boobs are basically hanging out. Like it's the same style thing. She's got like this jacket, red jacket that doesn't cover her boobs. It's cut out above her boobs and then it goes down her arms. <laughs> and she has two white straps that hold her boobs. That's hilarious. I don't remember it being that weird. Like that's a weird choice of clothing, is it not? I'm surprised nobody was like, what the hell? But that's what I'm talking about when I say game like designers took chances and just made the weirdest crap. Not just her, but I mean, like, there was many different characters in that game where it was yeah. just like, these are duck. crazy. A humanized duck? Yeah, there was a duck, I think. Yeah. He was like a mech duck. Now I'm searching, like, Time Splitters characters. Yeah. But I yeah. played this game on Xbox so much. Yeah, there were a bunch of robots and different things. Oh, uh, characters. That chick, Jesus, she's not wearing anything. <laughs> like I'm looking at the full picture now, dude. It's literally she's wearing like a g-string, and that's basically it. Like she's basically running around nude. I can't believe that was in a game. Oh yeah, I saw your. <laughs> I see that picture now. Well, because I clicked on the one where it was like her above part, and the next one's like full body shot, and I'm like, holy crap, she's it's wearing. Funny a because I don't remember that. I don't either. I feel like that's something I would have remembered. Yeah. <laughs> As a kid playing this, I'm sure I picked that character all the time. <laughs> They are trying to make uh, Time Splitters Rewind, but it's like a fan thing. So it's taking them quite a while, but the, like, the stuff that they're doing is pretty cool. Like It looks really nice. If they can actually like remake it, I'll be happy. Search some of those pictures for Time Splitters Rewind. Like they're really, The graphics are great on the characters, the animation. It kind of looks... I don't want to say, like, Borderlands, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that is it. Like, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, the do look. It does, like, that cartoony Borderland-esque look. Looks and they cool, have, like, cool monsters, too. Like, that head sprouter guy. Yeah. Looks like Venom, but not black. What's that thing? Oh, it's a little monkey in a giant robot suit. <laughs> yeah, I love the characters they have. But that was another one of those games. I think that studio made Haze, which was a terrible game, and they got shut down or moved. I think they got shut down, and then somebody bought them, and then they kind of just dissolved a little bit. And Now I think they want to remake Time Splitters, but it's been so long that they're like really worried about how to do it. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, yeah, Haze, that one. Okay. Sorry, you were, it just was that sounded familiar, so I had to Google it. Yeah, wasn't a great game. 
odd games. It seems like it's supposed to be a B. Uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot else to say about Xbox. What about you? No, I think we covered pretty much all the points here. Yeah, I knew the Xbox would be kind of a, I don't want to say a shorter episode because it's still like an hour, but I, I knew it would be like a shorter thing because it was only out for about four years and there weren't many big games, but I feel like it's important to like look back on it because to me, like it started a lot of what we know today. Well, yeah, it pushed gaming to where it is today. Like, like you said, they were the ones who brought in the matchmaking gaming and online there and started a gaming revolution, I guess, kind of. Yeah. Not revolution. So, that's pretty much it for Xbox.